yes, I've been on a bit of a journey, a journey that many of you will have been on. And if not many of you, a journey that many have been on, the journey with, we're going to call it the Rona rather than COVID. So the journey with the Rona. Yes, I've been on that journey. I've been through it. I'm out the other side. It's a relief. I'm feeling good. It took a while. But um, yes, I shall tell you about that journey this evening because I think there are some extremely interesting uh, lessons that I took from it and perhaps some things I can say to encourage and support those of you who are going through it now or who might go through it in the future. So I know it's a topic that's been discussed a lot, but relating it to how we can integrate our experience of this to the practice that we share, I do think is worth talking about. And of course, whatever I might have had to say <laughs> before I got sick is, of course, entirely hypothetical, isn't it? But now it's not. So I'm here in Ibiza and I'd been here a couple of days and um, I did that retreat. Remember the pop-up live retreat that we did? Well, funnily enough, on the Friday just before doing it, I went for a bit of a trip in the car with my friend to go and pick something up from my house. I was setting up the studio somewhere else. And um, he was a bit under the weather. And then on the Saturday morning, during that retreat, he tested positive for COVID. <laughs> well, I felt fine, of course. I managed to get through the retreat. And then that Sunday night, I thought, I'd better check. I was feeling a bit tired. So I did a test myself. Well, I woke up in the middle of the night when I would normally meditate. And I felt a bit hot. So I did a test, one of those rapid tests. And it came out positive. I thought, oh, goodness me, here we go. And I know that I tried really hard over the last year and a half to avoid it. And there it was. And it's quite a moment when you test positive because it's this legacy, legacy or this spectre that sort of hung over us all for so long uh, that the moment when you actually know you've got it means immediately you know that you're about to be cast into a journey that we've heard so much about and that could go so many ways and go so many ways for so many people. And of course, that alone, just that moment is quite a moment because I dare say we've all sat there quietly wondering how we're going to respond if we were to catch COVID. And we all know the people who've been extremely unwell and we know people who've cruised it and haven't really been very unwell at all. So that was the first thing, to sit there and go, okay, here we go. And to align myself with the fact that, okay, we know that this virus, if it gets a hold, lasts for a couple of weeks. I'd heard enough about it to know that it worked in two phases. And the one thing I absolutely knew for sure was that I had to be still. And very luckily, I was staying in a place where I really could be still. I was on my own, completely on my own, and with no, literally no neighbours overlooking the sea. And I remember the full moon came up 
so it's just a month ago uh on the during that retreat that we did and i remember thinking oh, i feel great i feel fantastic what a wonderful place to be alone and then three days later i had the rona uh the first week was just exhausting so I, the only reason i'm really sh- it's not because i want so much share my story but because loads of you loads of us will go through it and i think it might be helpful to hear an account of how it plays out because i watched very carefully the mechanisms at work inside on the physical physical body but also on the subtle energetic body um, which perhaps not much has been said about so the first week is like a heavy flu if it gets a grip and many of the people who i've heard who it's who weren't you know the re, re, light symptoms many of the people who actually really went through it went through a very strong flu-like experience which leaves you very tired um but i gotta say i thought i'm doing okay i haven't got a horrendous cough i'm very weak i don't have much energy but if i stay still i think i'm all right And I made the decision to put down my phone and to not use my computer, which I'll say something about that in a minute, was a huge part of the journey. Because whilst my body was going through this turmoil, particularly in the second week when it really took a grip on me, I was also going through the relief of effectively a digital detox. Now I'm not a big user of tech and I'm I work very hard to avoid wireless technology. But I can tell you the moment I picked up my phone to try to answer texts or make a call or held it in my hand for more than a couple of seconds, I could feel that virus taking a grip within about two to three minutes and I would start sweating and I would start to feel that uncontrolled energy moving strongly where by being still, I could feel myself resting behind it to the point that it didn't really get a grip. So the first thing I really want to say to all of you who might find yourself going through it, whatever else you do, use that time to get a break from tech switch your wi-fi off switch your phone off put it on airplane mode if you need to use it for various distractions or put it away completely and for perhaps the first time in a very long time have a complete break for it from it because while at a physical level i was going through quite a tough time at a subtle energetic level i found myself entering into a deeper and deeper stillness and feeling this dichotomy going on in inside me this absolute turbulence that was like up and down and sweating one minute and exhausting and heart racing if i walked upstairs to make a cup of tea and then a real deep rest that i didn't clock where it was coming from because I wasn't really meditating. I mean, I was trying, but I wasn't, you know, you're not in the best of state to meditate, but I started to feel a stillness. And it was only really afterwards, 
when that I clocked, it was because I hadn't touched or I stopped touching my phone. And I realized that it's not just by using it a lot that it disturbs us, but by using it at all regularly, it stops our subtle body getting to that really deep state of rest, which normally only we get to in meditation. But I also learned over the three weeks or so that it took me to recover and that I effectively didn't use any technology, any wireless technology at all. I could see how a deep basis, energetic sort of structural, energetic support in the background was even lacking or was something that I'd lost a connection to. And I started to remember what it felt like in the days when I, you know, 20, 30 years ago, when there wasn't so much of that. And when I was in the forest in Burma meditating and there was none of it, or living in East Bali, and my body started to remember the relief of not having this stuff in our hands. And it wasn't something that was psychological. I mean, certainly my mind also adjusted to not being fed dopamine and found a, a new state of rest. But our, I suppose our soul, the ground of our being, has been robbed of that because even though we might not use this technology too much, and I'm, you know, I'm a serious meditator and I know how to do it and I know how to go to very deep places. But I was getting to a deeper place or a place as that I hadn't been to since I was in the forest. Even while I was going through the sickness. And that was solely on account of the complete absence of any electricity electromagnetic disturbance. Now that really uh, made a mark on me. And after going through the really difficult time in the second eight or nine days or so, however long it was, I found myself emerging healed. Healed by the experience of going through COVID. Now I've heard so many people I've heard of so many people, I know so many people whose symptoms lingered and and um, long COVID, as it's called, uh, sort of stuck around for a while. Now, I have to say, as I finally came out of the really messy period when I was, I was a bit unwell, really quite unwell, I I felt better within myself than I could remember feeling since I was in the monastery without any distractions. And that really made a mark on me. And and it's interesting because it's now five or six days since that I would say that I really notice I'm slowly getting my energy back and um, I'm, I'm actually feeling well within myself. But that piece that I came out the other side of Rona with 
was really tangible and it was not because I've been meditating that much. It was because I found a real place of rest. And even during the second week, well, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say it was critical, definitely not. But I had to go to hospital and my oxygen levels were low and it was a battle. It was a battle, no doubt. But there was a peace. And there was a piece that stuck with me. And, and it's not just on account of the tech, because the other thing I want to talk about is the sort of place that it puts you, which I think is also very relevant to us as yogis. But I, the point is, I feel a piece inside me that I didn't have before. And of course, part of that is because for a year and a half, we've all lived with the fraughtness of this wretched Rona thing being so in our lives and coming out the other side of, of it, having had it, is of course a relief. But other things happen. Like, of course, you sit there in those long nights when you're feeling very unwell, wondering if it's going to go the wrong way because you hear that it can. And watching so attentively to what's going on in your body and seeing how delicate is the balance and really you know i suppose if anything can reaffirm the importance of learning how to hold our own space and find rest within ourselves in a turbulence or stillness in the storm this experience really does um reinforce that so what I want to say to you is if you find yourself with this, I'm sorry I couldn't say it earlier because I hadn't had it, I didn't know, I couldn't have given guidance to those of you who've been through it before, but if you find, or if you're going through it now, be still, be deeply still, because that virus cannot get a real grip on you if you're at rest within yourself. It tried. I felt it trying. And there was a day when I was a little bit foolish when I went, I had to go and do the blood analysis and I had to go to the hospital for checkup and I moved around a bit. And at the end of that day, I really dipped. And that's what set me back um, and made the second week really, really difficult, I'm sure. But deep, deep, deep rest. Don't stress yourself with anything. Don't attend to anything. Park absolutely everything that you can possibly park. And obviously, if, you know, if you're in that situation where you've got children that are needing your care, then that's a great challenge. Get as much help as you need so that you can rest as deeply as you need and give yourself that rest. Because taking rest where we might not normally may well heal you in a way that you've been waiting for. There were times where I could feel the strain upon my body and particularly the heart of what it goes through where the only way to stay in that state of rest was to let more of myself go. So of course I used the experience as an invitation to 
relinquish and let go more of what might still have been held onto. And that itself opened up an extraordinary experience. So, yeah, it's it's like a very deep Vipassana practice if you can be with what arises. Because it's, you know, it's it put you in front of your fears. Of course it will. You know, everybody will probably think at the moment that they test positive, goodness me, where's this going? I really hope it's going to be okay without knowing. And so at that level, it's a rite of passage. It is definitely a rite of passage if it gets a grip of you and forces you to lie down and be still and just go through it. So I I don't feel I fully expressed. I might write a blog about it. I do feel there are things to say. But it's it's a deep experience that if we can embrace it while we go through it, can give us things that strengthen us and at other levels whilst we're battling with the sickness can heal us in other ways other ways and you know we're yogis aren't we and we're always looking for the teacher in our challenges that's our strap line isn't it almost to find our challenges or to see our challenges as invitation to evolve so i just wanted to share that with you because i know so many of you were giving support and i'm of course i'm relatively well resourced by being reasonably well I have weak lungs. I knew I had weak lungs. They would put you through it. I kept them in reasonably good order. And I feel I've come out the other side. Okay. You know, I don't think I'm going to carry lasting scars for it. Um, but, um, yeah. Without a doubt. Because, you know, I was completely on my own for almost all of it. Knowing that you guys were there was such a blessing. So I can't thank you enough. And let's make that commitment that any of us who've had it now know how to sort of give support to anyone who gets it, which is also something. So let's sort of be there. I know we already are. We're there. Of course, we're there for anybody who needs us. But also this journey with COVID and whatever else it brings about we're still going through it so let's make a commitment to keep supporting each other through it yeah there's no doubt is there that community means a lot stands for a lot so yeah we're sangha we are sangha what a wonderful thing the different things that I felt were really helpful, the things that were, that can exacerbate it, the things that work against you, as well as the things that can work for you. Because it's not just about making sure you get right your uh, supplements and the sort of 
whatever medication you're taking and there's no doubt that's really important but the state of coherence that you can maintain within yourself is absolutely crucial absolutely crucial because you know it's a strong virus and it creates a tremendous amount of uh incoherence in your system you know when your blood oxygen levels are very low and you're finding it difficult to breathe and your heart's struggling of course to go into a state of panic or anxiety at that moment hugely ramps up the stress upon your system and physiologically um that's you know it could well happen so having the right tools to get through and to keep things on the right side so the body can do what it's always going to try and do if it has a chance, which is heal you as quickly as possible. Yeah, I think it's important. I, I think it's such a shame that the, that the, 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 the guidelines don't really have anything to say about this side of it. And particularly, I can't, can you imagine how many people would lie in bed with an iPad on their legs or on their chest while they're sick. I mean, I just wonder how many people have become really ill because of that. Anyway, let's um, let's move on from COVID. Mm-hmm. 